You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. We had just recorded with my buddy here, Josh, who's been on in the beginning from the very start um, when it was like, well, from at least the first hundred, I would say, whether you were 90, uh, 94, I'm 100% positive it's 93 or 94. And then you've been on a couple of times afterwards and we've taken this long couple journey of a year, but we just recorded episode 911. So we're basically coming off the high of that um, into this. And you know, chat. it's funny. I wasn't your sloppy seconds. I was your nasty nineties. So, I mean, you <laughs> talk dirty about bird. Just, yeah, just a mess of a situation going on there. That is a Roman bathhouse uh, on fire. Um, yeah. It's uh, and, and congratulations to you. Many, many episodes moving further along and, 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 and getting all the way up to a 911th episode in which you, uh, tackling the, the nine 11, con, you know, conspiracy theory, which is fitting for your 911th episode. Well, so this, um, this will be probably eight sixty ish towards the ending of it or right. eight seventy. Okay. So we'll be, uh, doing that beforehand here. And, um, and then that one will come along after. Um, so yeah, no, congratulations to you. Thank you for getting me back on your show. It has been a while. Um, I haven't been as active and, uh, you know, and, and that's, you know, boohoo to me and boohoo to Buzzsprout. I don't, but I don't think it's your fault, though, is the thing is that like my show's never done good on Buzzsprout because the amount of contents I put up, you have to pay a, a nominal fee to be able to do so. But I think that see the reason why like I, there was a couple of times we had recorded I never posted was because of how political it got. Then later I started noticing in myself with how political I've started to become in some ways when it comes to anti-government things. I think the government's needed, but in a lot of scenarios, there's some weird shit that goes on with the amount of censorship. And I think for you, for instance, now I was listening, you know who Jimmy Dore is? Absolutely. Absolutely. He was recently just on a I'm Joe a Rogan podcast. Well, he was recently on a Joe Rogan podcast. I've yes. never heard of him before this podcast really well he started talking about his subscriber numbers on youtube were under a million and he starts talking about how they youtube would go on there and remove subscribers off of him because they don't want any station that's like a news source or political thing getting above a million because it'll start to affect influence and then people will go to that one seen as it has the larger following which means it's more to follow same thing with twitter washington post all these people that have like a hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand or nine hundred thousand they get to that million and then you start to see the million kind of stay stable because they'll go on there and remove followers like Jimmy Dore was talking about that um, main producer for his show was not subscribed to the YouTube channel. And he goes, he knows for a fact he was. So they why would the own producer of the show remove himself or unsubscribe from the own show that he's producing? That seems very which it leads into this whole era of censorship. And I think the reason why you said you stopped doing the show, but also you probably wouldn't make it on a concept of it's not you as the issue it's the sense well, i've already been so all right so a side note and i didn't even tell you this before thank you for reminding me um facebook and instagram both banned me listen imagine this now you you know how i talk and the things i talk about so i'm fucking off the wall and i got very political with my later podcast and, and talking about the election trump and i all i did was report on news i was i was using my podcast to take storage report on news 
So I never even explained this to you. Yes, this was part of disheartening for me as well. Um, I had Facebook and Instagram, because they're tied in together, ban my link from being shared in, in Messenger. In, 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 I couldn't put it in my link in my bio for Instagram, the mrjoshpodcast.com. So they, they banned that from being linkable because of, I guess they, I, I guess they considered me hate or, you know what I mean? They considered me something. So well, what they label, this. they label it now is like, um, a guy, Dr. Pierre Corey was actually one of the main scientists who was, uh, studying, um, ivermectin, the thing to treat COVID-19. He got his whole channel taken down because he released that there was another drug that the government wasn't using because they couldn't profit as much off of it as ivermectin. Right. And but he, they, that, that's, that came after the fact, anything COVID they created new rules for. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right? that's the thing is that's the obvious example we could use for a lot of the things that right. you could say. But, but pre that, pre COVID, when this happened to me, it was just about election talk, yeah. any disinformation about the election. But Biden. I think they also got me for like hate, so to speak, or whatever. I was, you know, I, I was very against Eric Swalwell and all these. You know, I called out so many people, and 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 I'm I'm hateful. I'm I'm hateful. There's no doubt about it. And and I'm rageful and I'm vengeful and I'm hateful. And you know, God, please forgive me. Um. But the, and, and then Facebook Messenger would not allow me, I could not put my .com and send it to anybody as a link. It would not link it, okay? So that was one censorship I got. And then I got YouTube finally TOS'd me for election information. So I had one strike on my channel now officially and they fucked me over on music. I had played some American music or my producer um, in the podcast studio played some American music. And so I, that they screwed up, you know, how my pod came out with that. So all that was getting a little disenchanting as well. Just, um, I was on my way to being banned and then going back to what you said with Jimmy Dore. Yeah. They do not want influencers, um, outside of what's considered normal media sit, uh, and, and they're building up that normal media or mainstream media only as the only voice through these social media outlets like YouTube. So CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC News, NBC News, when you put in something and you wanna search it, that's all what's gonna come up and everything else is gonna to fall to the bottom or page two, three, four, five, whatever. Um, I'm curious, A, what you thought about Jimmy Dore and just to give you a background, I don't know if he mentioned it in the Rogan, but Jimmy Dore was part of the Young Turks and the Young Turks were the biggest, no longer, and still big, don't get me wrong, but they were the largest um, uh, non-mainstream media, alternative media source, albeit liberal, albeit Democrat-leaning, he's a Bernie bro, uh, Chank Uyghur. Um, they were the biggest, and they really got that pat on the back from YouTube, who made them a prize creator. So they were always recommending Young Turks, always pushing them in the side column. So the Young Turks built a huge subscribership and paid YouTubers as a result of it. And then, and they came up, you can look at their old stuff like Steven Crowder and see how much more sophisticated Alex Jones over time, their studio has gotten how much more money they've made. Um, but Jimmy Dore was a part of them. And one of the things that Jimmy Dore is famous for, I think he was drunk, he's definitely high. He's an open marijuana like advocate. He's high all the time. But when Alex Jones was at, um, it may have been Politicon, I, I can't remember, but the Young Turks and everyone has their media there. And you can watch this on YouTube, it's there. Jimmy Dore comes and he's like, Alex Jones, and he's got a drink with him. 
and he's all fucking sauced up and he's like he hates alex jones and he's like alex jones and he takes a drink and he spits it at alex jones and it was one of his defining moments where it was really uncouth it was totally unprofessional but it was a great moment in media it was a whether i love alex jones but I didn't like see him get spit on, but I still thought it was entertaining. And Jimmy Dore had some brass balls for sure to do it. And that's how I really came to know Jimmy Dore. And then he sectioned his way out of Young Turks. He's a stand-up comic, integrates politics into his shit. He's extremely smart, very liberal, almost libertarian-ish. I highly recommend you listen to him, by the way, moving forward. What would you identify, well, what would you identify me politically as? I have no idea. You don't know? I have no idea what you are. See, I've been told I've been a libertarian a couple of times, but I don't think you I believe cited... in the legalization of all drugs. I, I mean, I took chemical dependency, but I listened to a podcast with a guy who did a TED talk on meth, like he did meth and then did a TED talk. He's a famous guy named Carl Hunt. I believe that a lot of probably the issues with drugs is the fact of the overconsumption and also the fact of the government uh, kind of hand in a way into it. I just, I bring that up because it's one of the libertarian ideals is it's your body, your right, do what you want with it. So euthanasia should be legal. Drugs should be legal. It's like, if it's a woman's right to choose, isn't it a man's right to choose? Yeah, and by the way, with COVID, too. isn't it our body, our choice? Oh, Dave, Sh Dave, Dave Chappelle, oh. Dave Chappelle is the best joke about that. He goes, if you want to keep the baby, then I have the right to abandon them. That's legit. <laughs> it's because horrible, it's but it's, it's, it's absolutely. Well, I mean, it's out of your hands, right? So why, you know, I, that's one of these double standards that we just, as a society come to accept is woman decides what happens with baby, even though man created baby woman definitely is holding baby. You can't woman say that is helping anymore. grow baby. You can't no, say exactly. That but it's not a 50, 50 split on uh, how that goes. And it seems like women would have, a, a, would be, they're happy with well, that. Let me give you a basic family situation. The let me give you a family, a basic, well, first of all, Kelly Clarkson, I think her name is that just got, has to pay $200,000 a month to her um, ex-husband. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Can, yeah. can we, can, can we just pause this one quick second? So like this dog's going to. Well, just so I give you a basis of where I stand kind of in the grand aspect of things. I, I don't think people should have control into other people's lives as long as it's not hurting anybody else. If anybody wants to jump off a bridge, they should jump off a bridge. More than likely enough, if someone tells you that they're going to stick a needle in your arm, people just want to line up and get a needle into their arm. I think perspectives is the best thing. It really enhances. If you can truly stand in one ground, I think the ground should be is that you are open-minded to all ideas of interpretation. But what I mostly fight against is this totalitarian model that the government seems to like so much. I mean, I've been exposed to so much of government antics, which is the main reason why I like talking to you so much is because you can also side with me on a lot of these things because you know it just as I do. A lot of people don't, like a lot of people I talk to, anthropologists and archaeologists, whatever you want to call them, don't even know what Bohemian Grove is. And Bohemian Grove was like, see, this is my thing with Alex Jones, where people say he's a conspiracy nut. I think you just go a little bit too far sometimes, and then you got to reel it back a little bit. And I think that's like with everybody. If you want to say what Jimmy Dore did, they 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 see someone, and here's my little conspiratorial idea. I would say that the government gets under a lot of scrutiny. 
Then they find someone that they can rise to the tops and get into the eyes of the publics. That becomes a trend. And then all the pressure gets taken off their backs because now everybody's focused on this person. When a political political person starts getting too into something and they can't censor them, they can't ban them without people questioning things. A lot of people questioning Joe Rogan on his Spotify episodes. There's a couple missing. Episode 9-11 to do research. I was going to listen to Alex Jones and listen to the Eddie Bravo and listen to their side of things and completely discuss it. That episode is not available on Spotify. It's also not, it's available on YouTube. It's not available on Spotify. Spotify doesn't have Gavin McInnes up there. One of the founders of the Proud Boys, which all, all that aside, you start to realize the censorship thing. If they can't censor you and you become too big of a platform, much like Joe Rogan has kind of become in the grand scale of everything with the amount of people he talks to, then it means that they got to fund you and give you as much money as possible so you don't ever want to go against them. You become a part of their pocket. You become a little bit of a lobbyist in a way. And I think that's what happens Why you see like in China. The CCP was getting under so much scrutiny recently, and then they had BTS come out of nowhere, not out of China, maybe out of a different country over there, but just randomly. And now that the whole K-pop thing is now this giant scale thing, and now nobody's even talking about the other stuff, like the whole fact that in 2020 of April, we sent back 13 tons of human hair, and they called us racist, and it sparked this whole anti-Asian hate movement. So then Nike couldn't question where the shoes were the people that were making the shoes. Were they getting enough money to be able to live a living wage? And then they called us racist on that and completely shut out Nike, completely banned YouTube in um, China, completely just. And now like it's I start to look at it like if the government can't control you or distract you by making some random person become popular. That might not even be talented enough to become popular like the hardcore talent that we see a lot of people do that don't really have as much fame. But just because they can feed into the crazy, as long as the crazy is not against them, they wait for that slip up when they can't censor you, when they couldn't censor Alex Jones and they capitalized on the Sandy Hook thing, when they capitalized on what Jimmy Dore did, was because they were pushing against the narrative that they did not like. They found they found you slipped up and they publicize it to the world and make it this giant thing and run it for days and days and days and days, much like Shane McGillis. He was recently trending for four days on Twitter when he had no ounce of fame before that. He was just doing a podcast. He became one of the people to be on Saturday Night Live. He was so happy. Holy shit, he got on Saturday Night Live. He said something racial in a podcast. They found it said, you need to make a public apology about this. And he was trending for four days, everyone calling him a racist piece of shit when they took everything out of context. You start to examine, like they find people that question or push against the narrative. And if you're a small flame or you're starting to rising or whatever to this thing, fame that they're projecting for you, they try and crush you out, which is very, very weird because the sensors are set up in a way to make sure that a lot of people's videos and things don't say certain, what they call misinformation. Dr. Pierre Corey, the guy who talked about ivermectin, but then started promoting another drug that's cheaper that the government wouldn't use because it wasn't as profitable. And even though it helps better attack COVID to make sure that you don't get sick and we don't have all these hospitalizations happen, got his page taken down for medical disinformation. Now, listen to this medical misinformation, medical disinformation. They sound similar, but just like lockdown and quarantine, they might have the same effect, but they sound completely different. 
Medical misinformation means you accidentally misled people. Medical disinformation means you intended to lead people down a wrong pathway, and that's how they get you. They take off your channel with medical disinformation or just disinformation in general, saying that you are intending to create false or fake news, which really brings up to the question a lot of people hate Biden right now. They say Biden just bombed this other country over here. I don't know which country he bombed exactly, but if a man can't even read off a script correctly, starts flubbing his words in these national interviews, do you think he, they're giving him full control of launching fucking nukes or launching missiles or whatever? Really? Are we not going to question that? But people go, that's a conspiracy. Bullshit. I start to look at it like there's a bigger Illuminati type thing. I don't think it's a bunch of people with shrouded cloaks. I think it's a couple people that have enough money to be able to control shit that don't really want the fame or the face of it. It's not a couple of people. It's way more than that. Um, but why do I sound crazy saying all that? Why do I sound like a nutshell? Because people want to think that things are normal and that governments are good and media is good and they care about you and they are for your health and they are for your best interests. They're there to report good things to you and teach you things and your government's there to represent you and take care of you and all that. And these are just things that are not true. And that's a utopian ideal that doesn't exist. There is no utopian country. We're the closest thing to it and we're far from it. And, it, and utopian ideals just don't exist. And that's the bottom line. Um, you touched on so many things here. Um, as far as Biden goes, you're, you have a puppet presidency, basically. It's Obama 3.0. Everybody seems to understand that. He is, this man is not cognitive. It's very sad. I dealt with a grandmother that has Alzheimer's. I helped take care of her. I'm not saying he has full-on Alzheimer's, but he is not cognitive to the degree that any other president was Trump, Obama, anyone before him. Um, you're talking about a president that even Obama, who was his buddy supposedly, and that you know, and obviously though he was the vice president to Obama, Obama would not endorse him the entire time during the Democratic primaries. What does that say about this man? He was not even endorsed by his buddy. We all watched that. They made light of that um, until they finally endorsed him when they had to uh, against Trump. Um, we've watched this Biden presidency is a joke. Everyone just wanted Trump out so badly. There's been nothing that's been accomplished here. We keep, we have now COVID as an issue. They, the inflation is as high as it's been in years. Gas prices, finally, they, they finally just rocketed up and there's probably room for it to rocket up more. This guy hasn't even been in a year of his four years. Gas prices have gone dramatically up. Goods and services all across the board have gone dramatically up. Um, this guy, um, we, we fired off at Syria, so we've had a conflict. The Middle East had tremendous conflict with Israel and Palestine. We're at war for, for a time during all of this. Um, you know, uh, we are more divided than ever racially. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Proud Boys, Three Percenters, uh, Oath Keepers. Every side's got its factions and groups. We are completely divided. We can't even agree on COVID and how to, you know, handle this pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, and what this is. So we're just not unified. We're extremely fractured as a United States. We're not a United States at all. There's nothing united about us. Every state is a country. There are countries around the world that actually call themselves state uh, states. Israel is a state. It is not a country. Uh, the Vatican is a state, but they also adhere to the same rules that countries do. When you go back to the Illuminati, the Vatican has part of this. The royal family in England is a big part of this. 
The United States is a big part of this. Israel is a big part of this. Um, Europe as a whole, the Illuminati started in Bavaria. It started in Europe. That's where Western society started. Um, and that's where, you know, where the rest of the world was more primitive. Europe wasn't. Europe is the birthplace of democracy. Europe is the birthplace of these organizations. So you had a lot of secret societies. Yes, these people do wear shrouds. They do wear that shit. Watch Eyes Wide Shut. Stanley Kubrick was a genius. He showed you what their parties are like and they have orgies. They are not fucking around. This goes back to Roman times, the, the decadent times of the Roman debauchery of orgies and eating and homosexuality and everything existed this goes back then they were very debaucherous they literally had vomitoriums where people went to vomit because they were living such a decadent lifestyle of drinking and eating and fucking and sport and and and, and we love to revere rome and we watch 300 and the romans and the javelin and the whole thing and the greeks and that's all real and it all goes back and there are secret societies and there are groups, whether it's the Eagles or the Orioles or the Knights of Columbus, the Knights of Malta, you know, the, the Sons of Italy, everything has a group, the Muslim Brotherhood, you know, the Polish American Club. There's tons and tons of clubs and groups, Skull and Bones being one of the most famous. If you attended Yale, in which John Kerry, a Democrat and George W. Bush, a Republican, both were a part of, um, they do exist but you don't know from them. They are small clubs. And like George Carlin said, you ain't invited and you won't know from it. Bohemian Grove is real. Alex Jones showed us it's real. They do homosexual shit. Richard Nixon openly said that. You can go and Google that. You can YouTube Richard Nixon saying it. When he was questioned about it, he said, I, I, that's all, not, that's that where they do all that. That wasn't Nixon, that was Reagan. Oh, but no, Nixon also made a comment. He says where they do that gay stuff. That's Reagan, so, that was Reagan. Reagan said, sure? was, Reagan said it was like the, he said a word that you can't say now that means a uh, British right. cigarette. I think both of them may have, I'll be honest, because I've seen Nixon do it and I'm pretty sure of that, but I may be wrong, but more than one president's aware of it. They're all presidents are, are invited to be a part might of it. Might be Nixon. I might be right. And, and there's just kings of industry again, like this is before social media. So different kings of industry were always there. And then you got to remember, we're not the only important country in the world. There are princes and kings and duchesses and duchesses and people in, in the Netherlands and, and, and mainly Europe that conquered all around the world. And they were very powerful at a time. Spain conquered around the world. Certainly England was has commonwealths everywhere. Canada, Australia, United States being three commonwealths of England until they broke away. Um, so, you know, like th this was just something that it, it does exist and it's, it's cloaked in secrecy to be punny, it is cloaked. And um, I think that we'd be naive to understand that they don't exist. Eyes Wide Shut, that scene where Tom Cruise goes into the house um, and, and everybody's wearing the Harlequin masks and all that, and it's this big sex thing. That's all based on reality. Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick openly talked about that scene. It's a very intense scene. Um, there's, you have to remember, man, just the average American, the average plebe, the average serf doesn't know from so much. And, and it's, it's so far above them and that it would cease to seem to, to, to exist, but it does exist. And it's just in a realm you would never know, kind of like the same realm of rock stars, sports stars, movie stars and TV stars. They live in a realm you would never understand. You don't understand because they're in their own Babylons of a society of, of being worshiped and you're the worshiper. That's the worshipee. 
And so I, 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 I don't understand why some people don't think these things are possible. The Vatican is very secretive. Go look at the fucking eight foot, 15 foot walls that surround it. You can't just find out about these things. People like having secrets. Societies like having secrets, and this is how they keep their shit quiet. How did the Vatican get away, or the Catholic Church get away with all of that pedophilia? We now know it's an open problem because it, it got busted wide open, but we don't know the ins and outs of it and how long it existed and how they would move priests from, from one place to another to another and keep them still part of the whole uh, archdiocese. Yeah, like, when they that's get that's pretty that, crazy, the, right? The one and that was a big that, secret. The one priest that just got moved to not having any contact with people after they found out about his allegations of sexual misconduct or whatever to some people or some children. Can you imagine like you're a priest molesting children in Kansas City and they find out about it and like, we can't have this anymore. We're moving you to Chicago. And he's like, oh, cool. More kids to molest in a new city. People would I mean, beat what the, the fuck shit. are you people doing? People would beat the shit out of him. That's what happened. They would never, they didn't excommunicate these priests. They moved them out of town to another place. And it's like, well, why wouldn't they do that in another place? I'm not exactly understanding how this is a penalty. You just gave them more flavors of ice cream. Like, they like ice cream and you just moved them to another place that had new flavors of ice cream. I don't get that, but that's how they dealt with it. But they're a very secretive society. Israel's very secretive. The Mossad, listen, keep in mind, every country has a secret CIA. The CIA is shrouded in secrecy, right? They're a secret organization themselves. Their missions are quiet. Their missions well, not are not even told to the government. Well, they're not supposed to do anything in the United States, even though if you look back, a lot of what they've done has True. been done in the United States. They're not well, legally they, they allowed to overstep their here. bounds. You're 100% right. A lot of people don't know that. The CIA was created to do things overseas. Central Intelligence Agency, gather intelligence, back to the word asset. Assets provide intelligence. Intelligence is just ratting. Like it's literally paying somebody in Iraq Keep your eyes and ears open. I want to hear everything you know about terrorism. I want to know everything you know about your neighborhood, who you think the terrorists are. That becomes an asset. They get money for that. So everyone's an asset. This, this is how the CIA makes their whole things. You'd be surprised how much of it's ratting. Just like police officers make their cases off of confidential informants. They have paid rats all over the streets. They don't solve shit, dude. I wish people really knew that. People tell on people for money or they tell on people for the right to keep their own crime going while they tell on others, right? And they, so the cops turn a blind eye because you're helping them. You're giving me info, info intelligence. That's how they make busts. Same thing with the CIA. So, but the CIA in England is the MI6 and the MI5. In Israel, it's the Mossad. In Russia, it's the KGB. India has their own, okay? China has their own. Every country has a secretive three-letter organization or whatnot doing the same thing our CIA does. So there's nefarious things going on all over the world. You can now say that COVID seems nefarious. Uh, China, Wuhan lab, you know, I don't know how much you want to get into that. I mean, it'll, I think it'll take up way too much time, but um, that's at least nefarious. I think we can agree that there's something... Well, funny the about fact that. that it wasn't being looked into and blocked by censors for the longest time because it was seen as a racist or a conspiracy theory. I've had people come on the show that say John Stewart going on that show and acting like a complete idiot. And then the lab was bullshit like on air. I think I sent you the episode to look at for that one, too. Imagine that people are not even willing to to at least 
be open to that theory and why are we trusting china well it's just china's competing things, with us to be yeah. number one in the world it's just taking things at face value which I, I i think it's like if if i give you two examples they might not correlate to each other but then you could see how it's like a long chain of system where eventually it's going to lead that way i don't think people want to understand that this is all going to lead a certain direction one thing i never really understood i think we talked about um in our phone call before we did a podcast was that like I talked to a number of academics that talked about like schools were telling them they couldn't research certain things because it was going to affect the way that society views certain things. You can't talk about gender. You can't talk about like sexuality. You can't talk about ethnicity. You can't talk about anything, even in a research study, because science is not really a thing as much as it used to be back in the day. Now it's kind of being all torn up. Now, I didn't know about the Chinese influence in Confucius Institutes about teaching education when it comes to uh, China. Also, a lot of these schools will pull funding on anything that researches out of the United States and strictly stick to the real history of the United States, which causes all these woke kids or all these kids that have a problem with America, such as George Washington's teeth, for instance, were made of slave teeth, not cherry wood. They start freaking out and thinking that America needs to burn, defund the police. Well, they defunded the police to a point where cops don't want to get involved anymore. There's Antifa walking around with frying pans and bashing people upside the head with them because nobody can be pulled over or be arrested for having a fucking frying pan on you. Yeah, total lawlessness. And then there's just countless video after video after video of people going to stores and stealing and nobody stops them. And if you're black, they're definitely not going to stop you because you're racist now there's you a stop video them, there's a video yeah. in new york of three guys walking up to a cop and a cop pulls his taser out and he says i'm going to tase you and he goes you can the guy goes you can tase one of us but not all three of us and they start running at this cop and the cop too afraid to pull his gun out decides mm -hmm. to get into his car and wait and call for backup and wait for them to show up which the guys eventually destroyed his cruiser and fucking left the scene yeah i have not seen that well that's where we're at we're in chaos and I mean, so now you're opening a, the, the, the bag of worms there is why are they why are they trying to plunge us into chaos? Well, there is an actual reason for this. This now goes into your Marxism. This goes into your BLM and your Antifa, basically. Um, uh, this ties right into that. This guy's going to bother me. Let's get him up here into the camera shot. All right, little fart. OK, sit and be good. Um, you now have a Marxist society, the push for Marxism in this country, and that includes chaos uh, to help bring America down. So with what you're seeing now is you're calling America racist. You're basically watching America implode from the inside. Um, and, and it's good. It's a way to kind of destroy America, create the lawlessness, the cops. You're right. They don't want any part of anything anymore. They are afraid. They are defunded. They are un undermanned and no one stays in jail. They arrest these people, whatever. And then you got cops that are on the side of some of it as well. I feel, I feel that they all got stand down orders in Portland and Seattle and autonomous zones and all of this shit. We're in a lot of trouble with police, especially in blue cities. Um, nobody wants to be a cop. If you believe Alex Jones, there is a theory that, that this is all being done to eventually bring in a, UN police force. This is to get you to hate the police so much that a national police force will eventually be ushered in and it'll be the blue hats, they call them. And it'll be an actual international body of police. So they'll be from all over the world and they, they go to whatever country they're needed. They do this in Africa all the time, by the way, this is not made up what I'm explaining. It's just not usually happening in Western countries because they don't need it. 
but in places where there's tons of chaos and warlords and shit going on, it is needed. Anywhere that it's war-torn, this is what the UN does. When you live in a global society, globalism taking over, Trump introduced a lot of people to that word. When it's no longer about United States mattering, it's about the globe and globalism, then the UN, the UN, the United Nations takes on a bigger role and a bigger importance in everything. Nobody in this country ever regarded the United Nations as shit. We never cared about it. Most people don't know what it is, what it does, why it exists, but it has a tremendous amount of power. It's gaining in power and it may eventually be the police force that runs this country if we're really, really down in the tubes. If that's happening, we're in already, we're already at DEFCON 1. We're in a lot of trouble. I hate um, using this word, but I also think an issue is, is that, and I hate this word so much, systemic, because every time someone says systemic, do they know what that fucking means? A lot of people don't. Um, but I don't think, I think everyone looks for a straw man or they look for one person to push blame or one thing to push blame to. Like if it's going to be a fire that happens and an arsonry burn, it was this match, even though they found out that class is only a week long, it's two hours a day to get your fucking certification to find out if you can be a fire analyst that can detect when a fire is from a fucking one match, nothing else, just this match. This is what it is. Everyone's looking for that problem. It's the police. It's the whole police. No, it's not. It's certain people in there that are pretty fucked up and shouldn't be cops. We all know those people that we grew up with that. Mm -hmm. Damn, that guy's a cop. Yeah, that guy's a cop. And we all get scared a little bit because you know who that dude was on the edge. He liked to fucking beat pets or whatever the hell it is right now. Or they get on edge once they are a cop. That's what I'm saying is like the factor of we want to pin one thing as the problem. We don't realize there's we a do, whole you know string of problems all the time. Man, and I hate that everyone wants to chalk everything up to one thing. It's a pie. It's a pie of eight slices. Nothing is one thing, man. No marriage fell apart because of one thing. If it was because of cheating, it's because somebody wasn't taking care of somebody. Somebody wasn't intimate anymore. Someone didn't compliment anyone anymore. If it was stealing money, it's because you, someone fucked up. There's many reasons why things happen. And you're right. We should never chalk it up to one thing. I think that is easy and lazy to do. And um, it's just, it, and it's also incorrect. You're never going to chalk anything up to one answer. It's just, it's just, it's, it's very, very silly to do things that way. And you're right. People seem to love to do that. I just, I really believe it's, it's totally pitted in laziness and, and easy. Just blame it on one thing. Do you think it's just um, ignorance or the fact that people don't that, want to look deeper into it? Like there's a lot of stuff when it comes to like times in with laziness. Well, people that even refuse to even look at the lab thing and call you like there's so much trending on Twitter of just people like get your shot and man the fuck up already. And it's like you're looking at like, are you not looking at the perspective of how some of these people might be actually scared of getting this type of thing? Can you even think of that heart to heart level? Like, I don't know why someone wouldn't. And by the way, isn't it my right? And, but the, the play on this is, well, no, you can get other people. But I thought if you are vaccinated or if you've taken this shot, again, this is where logic now flies out the window. Aren't you protected against those who, 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 who didn't? Like, that's the whole point you did this, but now that's not the point. And now you're finding out that you still get sick even if you had this, because there's a variant. And now we're finding out that, and the same way there were false positives before, I don't believe the positives are accurate. That PCR test, which by the way, the man who created it is now dead. Go research that. It's funny because he invented it on LSD. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But he, 
how funny is that? But he also said that it, what they're using it for now was never its intended purpose. And it can be manipulated to always test positive depending on what you set the meter at in the test. So and then the further they go up your nose, they can find anything. They can make that test positive at any time. That, po that test is a faulty test that we used knowing that they could inflate the numbers with it. And on top of the fact that they inflated, the, and I, this is so much common sense. I, I wish people would just listen to this. I found this to be one of the first, when we talk about fuckery, here's the fuckery for this. Why did you stop counting flu numbers? How dare you lie to us? How dare you government and media lie to us and inflate the number to make your case with this by taking all of the flu numbers. The flu is a real thing and it's separate from COVID. And how fucking dare you lie to us and cheat those numbers? Just be honest, man. You wonder why there's conspiracy theories, everybody. It's because there's so much lying. It's because Hitler and Himmler openly said, tell a lie once, it's a lie. Tell a lie a thousand times, it becomes the truth. That's what they're doing. A thousand times a lie. Whether it's Fauci, NBC, whoever. Jen Psaki, the spokesperson for Biden, or Biden himself who got up at that town hall and also lied and said, if you have the COVID shot, you can't catch COVID if you're vaccinated. That's clearly untrue. Everyone knows that's true. Even liberals know that's not true. Well, so the, he lied about that. Who's People the are getting it. Who's the Biden speaker? Her, her, she's, her name Jen Psaki, the redhead. She, she was, yeah, she was, she lied. She said that the drug or vaccine is FDA approved. FDA approved. approved. She came to a complete lie. And everyone knows that's not true. It, listen, trust me when I tell this, Robbie. The moment one of the three, whether it's the Moderna, the Pfizer, or the Johnson & Johnson, gets FDA approval, you will fucking hear about it. And you will know. Everyone's going to talk about that. Because I got news for you, my friend, my friend, my friends. That's when shit's going to really crank up. They're letting people not get vaccinated now. Wait till they all have their FDA approval. There's mandates now. Wait till they deem it safe. They know now it ain't safe. They all know. And I think not. the biggest fear for a while, and I know like when we last talked to like a long time ago when your last episode was, my biggest fear of like talking about this stuff was the fact of being canceled. But I don't really, I think a lot of people, like we talk about the cancel culture thing was on the rise when we were talking last. I think that was like episode 300 something. It's the whole the whole shift has gone away. Cancel culture isn't really what it is anymore. You can get canceled over anything anymore. Kevin Hart had to do his comedy special out of his house because he was so fucking afraid that you know he wanted to be in the same. They're still the canceling house. people. Well, it's, I mean, look it's at not, uh, Weinstein. Weinstein for for talking COVID yeah. and talking about ivermectin. They started a YouTube striking him till the point that they're going to get rid of him. It's just he just hasn't hit in three yet. But but yeah, they're still doing it. If like what I go is like the biggest thing, like they can't kill Alex Jones. They can't cancel Alex Jones. They can block him off all, all, all these sites and everything like that, like whatever misinformation. But it's a fact of like what you're going to incentivize people to go after it more. You're going to incentivize people to go and find him more and search on his own site because of the did. fact that you're blocking him. Right. Well, it's like anything. It's like, hey, I want to know who's this guy that's banning. I want to hear what he's saying, whatever. You're absolutely right. But they'll take that trade off. They'll take that trade off because they're all in cahoots. What do you mean? The government, even Saki has gone on saying with, as far as COVID goes, that Facebook and Instagram are not moving fast enough to take down, like you said, the disinformation or misinformation, whatever word they choose. 
that these social medias are not working fast enough to censor the information they don't want out anymore. They have openly said that they are now going to go to the cell phone providers and prevent you from putting COVID. Right now, it's just COVID. That's all they're covering this as far right now. That's going to prevent you from putting COVID misinformation out in your SMS text messages. That's not even social media. It's one thing for Facebook to do it. It's another thing for YouTube to do it. And they, they do what they want because they're private and everyone thinks it's okay. I love that people think it's okay as long as it's supporting their side. That's how fucking backwards we are. But for them to now go into your cell phone and start to manipulate the information you're texting by either not letting it get sent through to your mom or grandma or your friends who you send it through or putting some disclaimer, this is fake or whatever, that's the next step. And they're openly talking about that. They openly talked about that in Washington. So that's how far it's going. Not just cancellation, but everything has a warning label on it. You know, TikTok does it. It's, you know, social media is rampant with this because we're so addicted to it. Some of us are. I'm not. I'm sure you're not. But now it comes with a warning label to let you know. Facebook actually has, I did not know this because I'm not active on there till recently. They have a way you can rat on people. So there, uh, you can open up a window like a help and it'll say what's going on and you can tell them information you just saw that's hurt your feelings or upset you, report the information and report your friend that posted the information and they then will reach out to that person. They're definitely putting them on a list for sure. Maybe a red flag list so you can't get a gun now. You know what I mean? But you can openly quietly rat on people on Facebook who have posted information that has hurt your feelings or upset you. I think um, the main point of that that a lot of people are going to bring up is just so you don't have people going and killing themselves because of something that they read. But then you don't understand the direction or secret play of how it goes is they'll my buddy talked about like if uh, someone put up a picture like, oh, I forgot this in the microwave and my microwave exploded. I guess they had metal in the microwave or something like that. And they go, I wanted to facepalm myself and um, whatever. And it goes, if I was my mom, I would have slapped you in the back of the head. And then they took down his post because it was inducing harm to another person or threatening harm to another person. And my buddy's Imagine like, what that. the fuck, Facebook? Imagine that. So see, and by the way, that's why you can't do it from the start. Because the slippery slope is, then where does it stop? Now they're banning even that as like violence. People think violence comes from words. It does not. So that's a big thing the left likes to do too is, oh, these things you said are violent and they they're, they're, you, you committed violence against me. That is not violence. It is not violence. Violence is a physical act. So you may not like the words. They may hurt your feelings, but it is not violence. And now we've blurred that line as well. But that's why when they talk about banning hate speech and this before any of this started and when it was a debatable point, A, who's the arbiter of what hate speech is? Who determines that? And B, where do we stop at what is no longer hate speech? So who, not only do we have the R, what is hate speech, but to what level do we take it to where it still is? So even talking about the Wuhan lab was now racist calling it Chinese food is racist where it's such a slippery slope. Isn't that now in complete, like utter bullshit at that point? I feel like Whoa. zoom's monitoring us. Cause as soon as we started talking about the lab or whatever, your internet starts like lagging out real bad. So I don't know if that's cause you have your dog on your lap. No, or... it's because zoom is owned by China. 
Yeah, but they don't did, care. Did you know that? Did you know? <laughs> did you know the WHO tried to look back into the lab, and China's like, "Nope, we already set it up for that one day to hide everything, and now we just yeah. released everything back." Oh, up. coincidentally, so we we did a 9/11 show, everybody. And in the 9/11 show, one of the things we highlighted was how Bush and Cheney they didn't want to let the 9/11 commission do anything. They gave them no time, and they gave them no money. Coincidentally, China gave the WHO no time and no money to investigate this. The exact same thing because they're like, nope, you ain't coming here. And they got power. They got fucking muscles. Or what, you ain't going in there. What's what's China's natural disaster? What is their natural thing they always get? What do you mean? Like typhoon shit? What do you mean? Weather? Earthquakes, right? They always get earthquakes. earthquakes. I guess I'm not I'm not sure of that. Is that is that something they suffer a lot of? Yeah. So they get a lot of earthquakes. And even as someone that is out in Taiwan right now, a buddy I had on the podcast who's out there doing his uh, I think one of his research studies for his PhD message. He goes, did you hear that the Chinese lab and the whole area in China was hit by two tornadoes? And I was like, what? Like two tornadoes, it hit the across the street from the market, and then it also hit, uh, I guess, an area close to the lab, which is like I looked it up. It is true, but it was a, it's a Corvo tornado or something like that. And they said it's a rare occurrence. It hasn't happened since 2013, which I'm like, yeah, maybe it's about time it happened or something. Sure. But isn't that a little bit sketchy that we were just trying to look back into that shit? That's a conspiracy, but I'm just saying, hey, like, what the fuck? Are we, do? we don't know what people have anymore. What I'm saying is you cannot dismiss any of this stuff because a lot of people don't even understand. Like, people go, that dude wasn't assassinated. I was like, Malcolm X was. Malcolm X was, you. it's been known history that he was killed. So then why wouldn't they do it today? But in another thing, is it I different because the color of the person's skin? No, no it's I'm the right. same shit. There's no, yeah, Absolutely. Why are we? Why would we think these things aren't possible? They assassinated Martin Luther King. They assassinated Martin. Uh, they tried to assassinate President Reagan. They assassinated John Kennedy. They assassinated President Lincoln. You're right. What? What? All of a sudden now, it, the the power is less now. The money's less. The like, why would this cease to exist now? This is. It's actually more likely now. The stakes are higher. The money's bigger, and the power is is deeper so i i I, yeah it's very naive for people to think i i since my my i only use my social media to get guests but when i check my feed on the social media to see if a message or a response or something happened i follow both people from left all the way to the right all the way to x cult to cult people i follow it all because i like to keep my algorithm personal pissed off but when i check my news feed i see a person retweeting an article about like the mask thing about how these this restaurant doesn't want to do masks and they go what a piece of shit and starts calling i'm like don't you understand that people want to raise questions and why are you going to worry about someone else's life when you can't even control your own it makes me question like who fucking hurt them who what happened in your life that caused you to want to be this policing force because you never had any power before my main point in all of this discussion it might be different from yours it's the aspect of i just want people to question and never throw out the possibility that there's a chance that this could happen cuz much like it seems like the answer to the whole coronavirus thing seems to be in the fucking past because we've dumped so much shit on top of it we got to find a way to 180 it it's like that with the 911 thing a lot of people don't know about is a lot of the information that was you look at it like where is this stuff at well they didn't want to look into it anymore why wouldn't they look into something like that why is it totally implausible that it could be a bioweapon and to call it racist in any way 
mean, okay, another country did it. Is it racist? It just happens to be that China is another country competing with us for global dominance, so to speak. Why is that so out of the realm of possibility to people? So I didn't throw this into um, the 9-11 episode we just recorded uh, prior to this, um, which people you're going to hear later way after this one is released. But Operation Tripod Bioterrorism Exercise. On, on September 12th, 2001, there was a list of exercises and stuff that was going on, simulations too. There was due to take place the second part of an exercise known as Operation Tripod, set up to test plan to distribute antibiotics to the entire city population during a bioterrorism attack. Richard Schreiger, director of the New York City Mayor's Office of Emergency Management had hired over 1,000 police academy cadets and fire department trainees to play terrified civilians affected with various medical conditions, allergies, and panic attacks. Various individuals were invited to watch, including Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, the police and the fire commissioners and representatives of the FBI and the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Pier 92 was a set-up model distribution station where the victims of the mock trial or mock attack who needed to receive antibiotics would be treated. Treated. And then 9-11 happened to happen and they ended up canceling it and all this type of stuff. But I look at it like there's threats of bio, they're doing simulations on bioterrorism attacks or doing simulations on a plane going into the towers. These are all warnings that have been going on. Now, am I saying that links to the lab? No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is never out question these possibilities. What we like to do is we like to dig our heads in the fucking sand and walk around like fucking lemmings and just accept whatever gets thrown our way. And I don't like that idea of things. I think you should always raise a question. Doesn't mean you need to start running around screaming like the government's aliens and there's reptiles everywhere. You just need to understand that you're more than likely... Look, if you look at any of those news things that I I posted on my Facebook, it's the news anchor's eyes. The dude blinks and they turn like... Yeah, well, that's from... Well, that's CGI from fucking... The no, news no, it's China. happened too many times. It happens too many <laughs> it times. Does, it does. It happens too many times. I've looked up uh, draconians and I've looked up um, alien species that have visited planet Earth, and it, it is fascinating. Um, so, yeah, first, in order to even believe that, you have to be a believer that in UFOs, you have to believe that um, alien life forms exist. One of the things that I found out about UFOs, and I, I anybody to look this up, which I thought was very fascinating, was. We keep paying attention to them flying overhead. Uh, They go underwater. And apparently they love being under our water. They're in our oceans. That's not true. Signs told me they don't like water. Who told you that? Signs. Signs. Well, M. Night Shyamalan is not the arbiter of truth for that. They do like water, but they don't necessarily go out in the water. Their crafts hide in the water. They have the ability to go up and under. And um, you have to remember one thing about our ocean. And I I think people really lose sight of this because we have so many people on this planet. I just want to say that your internet came back after your dog got off your lap. How funny is that? Your my dog is uh, internet the, radioactive. The fur is blocking the Wi-Fi. Yeah, and that I I didn't want him on my lap, but he is annoying, and I love him to death. But he would not leave me alone, and I think he would create noise if if I if I didn't adhere to what he wanted. Um, you you boss me around. Um, but um, oh the aliens. What's fascinating? I I'm 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 really fascinated by this. I got to be honest, and and, and that is. Our globe, the planet Earth, for as many people as we have, and we do, and for all the land on it, is still three quarters water. 
thought you were going to say flat. <laughs> no, no, I, I never looked into that to know much about that, but I'm, I'm definitely open to hearing anybody that can discuss that. But uh, no, I, I never followed flat earth shit, to be totally honest, for all the conspiracy theories. So I could not talk about that in any way, shape or My form. childhood hero just... I've had on the show is one, so I have to just respect Okay, it. well, you know, salute them. Um, I'm sure there's a good school of thought to it. I am not against it. I don't think someone's an idiot for it. Question everything, right? So I'm, I'm totally open to listening to that. Uh, and but I don't necessarily believe all the narratives. But knowing that other planets seem to be spherical, let's just go with that. Um, that this globe that we think is a globe, um, these waters are 75% of our surface. That is, that is just so huge to think about and what is in them and what can travel in them. And I find that very fascinating as well as when you see the creatures in the ocean and really creatures on land too. I mean, God has made so many interesting creations of, of, of creatures and animals and insects and things, but the creatures in the water and how deep it can go. So not only is it 75% surface, but how vastly down it all goes. I find that fucking very amazing. And, and that's very uncharted in this, in this, in our world. We well, definitely know the what's theory. going on on land and it air, but we don't know as much what's going on in the water. It brings up the theory of why um, people think octopuses are from another planet um, because there's nothing else that biologically looks a lot like an octopus besides a squid. Um, I talked to a squid biologist who studies animal physiology of a squid and an octopus. Um, it's so hard to study the physiology because there's no bones to detect what pattern or direction the arm's going to go. It's just kind of all. Yeah, the they have no first. bones in their body. Yeah, it's that's why the physiology of it's so sporadic and random because it can literally curve on a dime and all that. I don't think yeah. it's. I don't think it's. I'm open to that theory, by the way. I don't think it's aliens. I think it's just because we have a vast. Uh, there's probably a bunch of creatures just like them that are way deep down in there that we right, can't see. Well, they are. They, they freak me out. Um, octop and how large they can get, like Kraken or whatever. So let's also keep in mind these things got very, very, very large. But the way they can dart through the water, how fast they could swim, and then their strength. They use um, jet propulsion, basically. Yeah, they, they're and then the, they, the way they have an ink that can, you know, and, and they ink you and, and they're well, they used fascinating to, They used creature. to kill whales. There was depictions of them wrapping around whales and like ripping them basically by constricting them. Now, imagine this, that. Well, I'm a big fan of the Kraken. It's one I heavily researched into. And I was talking with this squid biologist and we both agree that a lot of the pirates envisions of what a Kraken is when a uh, squid, a giant colossal squid or whatever starts to die, they release off ammonia, which causes them to float and their tentacles were probably pattering on the boat because they were dying. And the pirates, you're drunk on a ship for like six months. You got no wife. You got no food. You're just getting hammered all the fucking time. So they probably overreacted thinking it was like a giant squid when really it was just a squid that was dying dying just hitting the side of the ship basically sure, jumping off and drowning themselves but there was definitely i mean like anything in that vast ocean it has room to grow at abnormal levels and uh there's no doubt that these things um i gotta power this laptop there's no doubt that these things existed you know the large whales um, megalodon sharks um you know large squids large octopus um very fascinating creature but yeah the the, the ocean is is full of this and yeah like you said when you can go down into certain depths and there are fish that are iridescent or see-through or 
have lights built into them. Bioluminescence. Like that's yeah, bioluminescence and things like that. I mean, that's that's some freaky shit, man. That and that's that's I don't know if that's God. I don't know if that's the order of of, of the animal kingdom, whatever it is. But for these things to be created that way, to uh, to uh, adhere and adapt to their environment that they're in like that that's some funky shit and then the size of some of this stuff is just it's massive and again three quarters of this globe is covered in water where all this exists that we're just not privy to like we know so little we know so little about that and the depths and all that and it, I, I find that i really do i find that very fascinating and i don't think we really appreciate or can swallow truly that we on on land are only one quarter of this that's just yeah. like almost impossible to fathom that's why when i talk to like underwater archaeologists or people that are divers their fascination with it is the fact of how limited it is for so many people to be able to explore the depths of it i mean even the divers the top divers are still limited to be able to explore about how deep they can go but they talk about it's literally like a world that's completely different i always toss out the example of like we literally live on a planet where you can toss a lure out when you're fishing into a fucking another dimension where sea creatures live. It's a whole nother world down there. If you just like look at it from like, we're looking down at the water. Imagine if it was flipped the other way and you were looking down at the surface and you were just looking out there. It's so completely different where it's like, you're really thrown into the grand scheme of things of like, why the hell are we so obsessed with space? Why is the moon landing fake? Why is <laughs> that's right? my whole that's the one conspiracy I go into is the moon. Yeah, why did you shit. have to fake that? That shit's fake, dude. I don't give a shit what people say. I'm on, I'm on the side that the by the way, another conspiracy didn't. theory. Great point. That's another big one. That's right up there with Kennedy and 9 11. Stanley Kubrick even you. hinted at filming that. Yeah, yes, there is theories that he was a part of that. Um, by the way, man, don't tell astronaut. that's another one that's very sensitive to people, too. Like I don't know if it's the Americana aspect of it or whatever, but you don't fucking tell me my moon landing ain't real. Don't you fucking tell me that. Look, I, I tell people and I even get into arguments with people from the UK about it. I go, look, I just think we landed the there. UK, like, I just go shit. like, I think we landed there. A well, every country gives a shit about everyone's country because they don't want to look at their country as the bad one. They want to point blame and look right. at the like, horrible. Can you imagine you're fighting with a guy from UK who's pro moon landing. I did. I did a couple of times. <laughs> I find that hilarious. Oh, you don't think your moon's real, then, do you? And that's Hold on, mate. I'll your, have moon, to, your moon landing's not I'll real. I'll have mate. to send you the episode because she is that's pretty awesome. Great. Um, but that, by the way, that that really that ranks up there in conspiracy theories, man. That's a top five. That is a top five. Well, what are the American top five? What are the top five? Bigfoot. <sighs> okay, if you're if you're getting into that, that's a cryptid. That's not a conspiracy. Yeah, but. That actually existed. That's an Austro. Well, what is it? Austro Austro Paleothip. I can't even say the fucking name. Right. I don't know, but I think that goes in conspiracy theories as far as does that exist? And there are people that believe yes and people that believe no. Loch Ness Monster. So why don't we do this? Let's lump all of them in together. Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, the Yeti, Abominable Snowman, all that Mothman. shit. Mothman. Um, Slenderman. <laughs> no, he's not a top five. Mothman. Ooh, Moth Mothman, is that a top five? That's the that's, that's a, one of the bigger ones recently. He's in Virginia. Yeah, uh, I got a little you know, wrinkles the clown. I got a little um decoration of Mothman sitting on my shelf over there. Okay, oh uh, yeah, the Mothman prophecies. They made a movie over that, didn't they? It's a big thing. 
It is a big thing. I don't know if it's top five conspiracy. Um, Jersey Devil. That's, that's not a conspiracy. One. Those are cryptids. Right. Yes. Th yeah. Um, Conspiracies absolutely. is like 9-11. Conspiracy theories right. like JFK. More events than, than people or animals. The moon isn't real. Okay. The earth is flat. It's a huge one. Flat earth is a top five. 9-11 is a top five. Kennedy assassination is a top five. Um, and then uh, what else? We talk, we, we just talked. Uh, the moon landing is, a, is four. I mean, that's four. I mean, you could have people that can make good arguments about this. Oh, yeah. MK Ultra's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Well, some of these government programs. And, so and, is and Edward that, Snowden. Yeah. What do you mean? What's the conspiracy they theory? They say Edward Snowden? Snowden leaks aren't real. Well, <laughs> Bohemian <laughs> Grove's a conspiracy theory. That's a, yeah. Bilderberg and these meetings. Of All the these can be found with enough digging from some government corporations that want to release a lot of this information. But what do UAPs, UFOs are conspiracies. UFO landings and aliens is a conspiracy. Yeah. Area 51. And who's has, who has the answer to all these? The fucking government. And who? guess what? Australia releases 1,700 articles about UAPs, and we only release nine pages where the first page is describing what a UAP is, and the second page is just talking about the first page. You're like, what the right. fuck is this? The third I have, page is a commercial. Third I have page is an ad for uh, shavemyballsorwhatever.com. They reached out for an advertisement ship. No, thank it's you. the only reason I mentioned them because you had said that you were in – you are you are as close as a close shave with them. Um, look, I tell, I'm I'm t I'm saying this right here. I think that the fact that astrophysicists and a lot of people that with are highly respected in the fields that they are are talking about the fact that the government has not released enough articles on this and it's all bullshit. I'm surprised enough people aren't looking into it, but I think it's because the main thing that's on a lot of people's attention right now and my conspiracy of like, I have multiple, I've created multiple through this show, but the fact of they pick someone and rise them to stardom. So then they got you by the fucking balls and then you could distract the public's attention. Why is every top hit song have the same exact key and tone and it never trends for longer than a couple of months it's because they're not classics they're not built out of a garage anymore it's a studio that goes we have this song all we need your face on it and then we they just put some kid's face on it next thing you know you never even heard of this kid he's out of fucking kentucky somewhere becomes a fucking billion dollar hit paul joseph watson who i'm a big fan of um i'll send it to you if i can i'm sure i can find it it's definitely in the video catalog he did a whole thing on pop music and he, he did a, there's an actual formula that they use specifically with what you just explained. There's an actual formula to use the same sort of cadence beat patterns, music in these songs with pop music specifically to, because it's what is catchy and people want to hear. So there is an actual look it up. formula. It's called the this. four chord song. Right. It's a dude plays every single pop hit from like the 80s, the 90s, Billy Joel, Piano Man, all these Queen songs, everything. They share the same four fucking chords and it's just in a different rhythm. Well, and it's pattern. very simple. You know, it's simple for simple minds. That's why pop music, which is short for popular music, it caters to the masses for simple minds. Anything that caters to the masses, Robbie, whether it's sports, um, certain TV programs, things that, that the masses enjoy, typically is very simple that's why the masses enjoy them because they can all um uh what's the word digest it you have to be stupid you have to be of a certain cognitive level low enough that mass levels can all enjoy this but kiss is good kiss is good who kissed the band yeah um 
name three Kiss songs. All right. Sh- uh, sh- God damn it. Why do you got to put me on the spot on this one? Rock and Roll All Night, uh, Dr. Love, um, Detroit Rock City, uh, Shout It really? Out Loud. My dad was in a Kiss tribute band my whole entire life. Oh, so that's so you should know that he so, was in an actual commercial with the members of Kiss. He played as the drummer awesome. on the back of the drum set. My dad, throughout my whole entire life, has been known as the Catman. Can you name the four members of Kiss? Gene Simmons, uh, Jesus, oh, yes. Ace, Ace Freely with one of the best yes. laughs in the business. Yes. Uh, God, I'm gonna blank on the drummer because I haven't put me right on the spot on this one. I'm all into conspiracies right now. His um, first name begins with a P. Then there's Paul Stanley and then Peter Chris. There you go. Demon, the way, Star Child, uh, fucking the Catman. Um, then there was the Fox for a little bit, and then there was. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the Fox was. Um, Star Child is Paul Stanley. Yeah. Well, the Demon is. The Demon Gene is Gene Simmons. Simmons. Uh, so what's Ace Freely? Spaceman. Spaceman, and then the Cat. So by the, the way, the um, Fox was for a rare time because uh, Peter Chris was going through breast cancer, so then they had to deal with. They handled that. So he was out of the band for a while, but his makeup was different. It was slanted. I remember asking my dad okay. about that, but there's a Swedish lottery commercial. You can look up and my dad uh-huh. is the drummer on the back of the uh, truck funny. and he's dressed up in his cat outfit. He played in front of 50,000 yeah. people um, in Rams head live in Baltimore. Kiss. Well, I was not a fan of, um, but I was as a little, little, little kid. I was totally taken by their, their performance and how they looked before I even knew what the songs were. I'm they could never too. get radio time because of the way they looked. They didn't get radio time, but Kiss is definitely one of the most seminal, most important rock bands that ever existed. Um, by I the way, I can't believe you fucking questioned me. Like, name three songs, Beth. Because bitch. you're way young. Like, your dad was the fucking drummer, Peter Chris's fucking pool boy. I mean, come on. But, <laughs> but I mean, of course you know the song. I, I think didn't out know you were gonna the, blast me on that. I, I think out of all the fucking things <laughs> through all our conversations, you can understand I'm educated for my age. Yes, absolutely. But that doesn't mean you know the members of Kiss because I'll throw you another band out and you won't know the members what is of it? or be able to give the song. What is it? Name five Depeche Mode songs. I don't know who Depeche Mode is. All right, even better. All right, so here's the thing. They're not as famous as Kiss and they're from Brink, uh, England. But I back can to name Kiss. some ACDC songs, some Leonard Skinner. Right? My parents the were both- was about to rock. My, uh, my parents were DJs, remember that. I didn't know that. We salute you. What's your favorite ACDC song? Back in Black. Then Highway to Hell, too, because those are the two most popular, but they're the two pretty good ones. My favorite ones are, I think, older than that. I can't, maybe, uh, TNT. Yep. And Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. That song just gets me fired up. TNT is pretty good, though. They're all, all, even what you named, they're all good. Um, Huge band, by the way, Australian band, not, not American as well. But going back to Kiss, two members of that band are English. And two members are not. And it's funny because. <laughs> why, why do you do that? Well, every time you say Jewish. You can't say, can't can't say, say Jewish. Uh, yeah. Now nah, it's part of the thing. So <laughs> I'm saying that as one of them, my star of David is somewhere. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in branded on me. But um, the two that weren't, they went bye-bye. They don't have any money. I mean, how they did those two guys, it's very sad. Ace Frehley and Peter Chris. What are you talking about? They did them dirty, dude. Ace Freely's dead. He's not dead. He's been dead since like 2006. Really? He has and one that, of the... I thought, if you look at his... I'll actually play his fucking laugh because his laugh is like the most... It's it's more iconic. He's also a great guitarist. He really goes down in history. He's one of the best. But no, but all, all jokes aside, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley carried that band forward 
and used other members when they kicked those guys out of the band. That's that's true. You're not familiar with that? Uh, no, it was it, it was something. It was a, it's a little bit different. But hold on, I gotta play this yeah. laugh. First. But they didn't stay together the whole time. All the, no, the they, whole history of that band. Peter Chris didn't come back for a while because he had to deal with the fucking uh, breast cancer that he but was going through. As I'd like too. you to look up. I'll send you. They talk badly about those other two. I need to find his laugh and play it on the air. This guy's got Ace Frehley's laugh as his ringtone. No, I didn't even know he had a de definitive laugh. I'm just YouTubing it. Yeah. Um, if they're all full fucking. Did you like other metal bands from that time? They're playing. A... There it is. Oh, that's Kamala Harris level cackling. There was one where he had where it was like the most comedic clown laugh I've ever heard. Wrinkles the clown. He sounds just like a circus, like a psycho circus. One of their uh, things that they yeah, have. Or like kiss, that. <laughs> kiss, yeah, Kiss meets Phantom at the Park. One of the movies that they had was pretty good, too. But he, he laughs just like this clown type style laugh. They also had another song called Lick It Up that um, my dad used to play for me a lot when I was a kid. Um, and I don't know if there was symbolism or a reason for that, but Dr. Love was stolen in a Dr. Pepper commercial. Dr. Love. And then there came Dr. Feelgood from uh, Motley Crue. Yeah. And then I think uh, Thompson twins did Dr. Doctor. Can't you see I'm burning, burning. So uh, there's a definite linear, linear thing with the doctors in music. Um, and don't forget Dr. Shivago, uh, the Dr. famous Feelgood. movie. Dr. And then there was Dr. Feelgood, but Dr. Shivago was also the name that they used as a code in True Romance, one of the best movies ever made. Quentin Tarantino wrote True Romance, wanted to direct it, and did not get the approval. And he got but a lot what, of shit for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, he did. But before we get to that point, he uh, in, in True Romance, and I highly recommend you see that movie with Christian Slater and... Uh, Patricia Arquette, it's a love story, uh, uh, action, crazy ensemble cast, amazing, amazing movie. And when they bring the the, the dope to Lee Donowitz, the uh, Hollywood well, producer. Well, maybe Ace Frehley didn't die, just spread misinformation. I, yeah, I, I didn't think he died. Uh, yeah, please, let's retract that. Ace Frehley is, is okay, and he hates Gene He's Simmons. He's 70 years old. Yeah. Well, okay. So Ace Freely's not dead. I apologize. I didn't know that one. Yeah. Um, so but Gene that. Simmons is a bit of an asshole. My dad even said he goes, Yeah. Yes. What do you I, mean? My dad was like, I took it took he had to go through a seven hour drive all the way Greedy. to where all the way to do this commercial. And then when they got there, they were there for five minutes. And then Paul Stanley apologized that they could not take photos because they were in a rush. They were late to a concert to do this filming thing. Gene Simmons didn't even care. Gene Simmons is English. And he is Why very you saying very... it like that. Just say it. <laughs> no, but no, listen, I actually watched. He had a reality show and he he played very nice. Family on Jewels. You, yeah. You, if you watched it, you would not assume that Gene Simmons is an asshole. He's a great father and he's a good guy. He's like um, Prince. He, Prince was not. an asshole. Right. That's what they say. They say that. And there's diva behavior when you get to that level well, of Prince fame. Used I to break, that. Prince used to save money. By um, there's a drummer to Steel Panther who talked about it in a podcast episode that he was going. He played to open up for Prince. Prince went on stage, and what he does is instead of paying to lug his equipment around, he just 
uses the band's equipment that plays before him. So what he did was he would play on these guys' guitars and then he would line it up like line on, like diagonal on the side of the stage and he would kick the neck in. And the manager came by and said, sorry, guys, and then gave him $100. And that's not enough to pay for their guitars, but they no didn't shit. say anything because it was Prince. That is a dick move for sure. And that's a cheapskate. And there's but- so many people with that, that him as their banner picture. Like I fucking miss Prince. I love him. Like you didn't, you don't even know their true side. It's like Dan Carlin was kind of an asshole too, but a lot of people don't talk about that or George. Well, Carlin. yeah, I never heard that, but I can imagine that. You, well, you never want to meet your favorite celebrities because you'll come to find out you don't like them. And again, they're just, they're just people and they're bad and they're flawed. And uh, why we worship them, you know, it's 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 very sad. But it goes to I, the once upon a time thing with Bruce Lee that was involved at Quentin Tarantino. He now he studied and researched all that stuff. It actually links into a guy named Tom O'Neill who wrote a book um, about the Manson murders, who says that the government was actually drugging Charles Manson to do his killings because every time he would go to jail, they would release him an hour later. And some random fucking pop up company paid him to survey land in fucking Mexico. Why he was on probation, he was able to go eight well, states away to fucking Mexico. Yeah. Well, I want you to keep this in mind. You you actually said something and you slipped. Charles Manson never killed anybody on record. He convinced them, whatever. Yes, no, but 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 I think that's very important. He actually never murdered anybody, but yes, his influence, his power, and what he was able to control with those those young believers in him, um, is very powerful. Operation yes, Midnight I, Climax, drugging yeah. Johns. Yeah, I believe the drugs were a part of it. And then you, this was during civil rights era. Helter Skelter, as we talked about, was always intended to start a race war. Um, Manson openly talks about that. And then I think I told you, and it, you, you really should watch this. I'm not a big fan of Netflix material, but Netflix did put out a great four-part uh, story on Son of Sam. But it wasn't just about Son of Sam. It was about this one particular journalist who refused to believe Son of Sam was working alone. He believed that it was a satanic cult group that was a part of all of this. And what it turned out was it was like the children of the brotherhood or something. And it, they tied into Scientology roots before that became a big thing. So L. Ron Hubbard had ties into that. And then the Manson family had ties into that. And it was all satanic based. And then Scientology kind of went off its own thing. And it was really fascinating to hear how kind of interwoven some of these groups were especially son of Sam and Charles Manson, who apparently may have even crisscrossed each other um, at a party at some point at some time. And the same Um, psychiatrist that got to see Charles Manson also saw uh, or the guy who shot JFK. Oh, okay. Uh, Harvey Oswald. Yeah. So Harvey Oswald, he was the same psychiatric guy and they found a way to reverse much like a smell can link to a certain memory. They found a way to use a certain uh, scent or certain smell to be able to reverse it. So you'll actually lose your memory, just like MK ultra that people consider a conspiracy. I think the same thing happened um, with my, my dad would fart under the covers. Like <laughs> I, I would lose That's my memory just being brain dead. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 for some reason, like, like we would be playing fort and That's he would a fart blackout. and I, yeah, and I can't <laughs> find my way out. And it's like, is this mustard gas or is this just because he had five hot dogs with mustard? I wasn't really sure, but, um, no, listen, mind control is real. You know who did a lot of talk about this after you know, who became kind of kooky and quacky it was Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr became a big Trump fan, anti-government, anti-media. She, she was put also out a hit YouTube by channel. a car when she was a kid. She's, yeah, she's batshit, but she was really big on 
the MK Ultra and the programming. Yeah. And it's real. I mean, your mind can be very sensitive. And if something keeps pounding at it or plugging into it or using drugs, LSD is a is a is a CIA creation. It's a government creation. Timothy Leary, the, the basically the founder of the of the whole LSD movement, many believe was a CIA asset. You know, Google Timothy Leary and see and the height of all that. And he actually kept pushing LSD toward the hippies on purpose. They wanted to create a brain dead form of society, a bunch of idiots, which some people believe is the same thing with marijuana laws now. Well, there was create an anti as docile and stupid. Let me just finish as stupid and docile a society as you can, all high on weed. And that's where you see now recreational use and medicinal. They're like, fuck it. George Soros is actually a big proponent of the legalization of weed, ironically enough. He wants society to be stupid, distracted, and high playing video games on their couch while they're out there running game and doing real shit. And people are sitting there playing Call of Duty and watching Game of Thrones. Well, and shame on them. Agent uh, provocateurs that government hires or people that are hired to disband something, they use that for the, the hippie movement. That's what part of Operation Midnight Climax was partially about, was also like trying to spark up a bunch of people to attack these hippies and disband the whole movement. Also leads into your Which boy Trump. Which they also did. On January 6th. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I was going to, damn it. Yes. So the Capitol Hill thing, there was a video that was put up about a bunch of people. Like there was one dude with a Trump hat on saying, We need to go into the Capitol now. And this is way after the Capitol building thing. And a bunch of people go, Fed, Fed, Fed. And they start screaming, Fed. They were trying to spark up a controversy. Yeah. It's a dirty little trick and it works. You disguise yourself as one of the team. By the way, that's what they also call a mole. But it's inciting violence. It's inciting it. To oh, try yeah. Find On it. a side note, they did a terrible thing. But just so you know, that's how they take a lot of organizations down. They stick a mole in the mafia. He's an agent provocateur. He's a, he's a fed that's in there to take you down. They do it with every group. They do it with white nationalists. They do it with, they did it in the, in the days of civil rights. They did it in all the black groups. They do it with everything. They stick a mole in. That's where that term came from. So an agent mole, 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 um, that's a big mole he had too, by the way. Um, that's actually becomes a meatball at a certain Wanna point. Which chop goes up in. and make a guacamole. Meatball freak. Yeah, <laughs> Um, if you're a family guy, meatball freak, but no agent provocateurs is a common thing. And it's actually a brilliant way to get in as far as January 6th. They definitely had him. Jaden X. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He put out a lot of videos of a lot of the, the, um, chaos that was going on out in the streets for a while. He's a young black guy, very light skinned black guy, Antifa guy. And he actually went on CNN and NBC. Alex Jones uncovered they found out he got paid about 35,000 from each news organization. And he just spoke on his capital shit and he was released immediately. And he was in that capital. He is facing no charges because he's on the other side. He was part of the insurrection, right, if you want to call it that, but he was an insider that dressed up as Trump fans to elicit a problem. Just so you know, the thing about the sixth is that they had hoped to just, start the sparks and that they hope that the Trump fans or the Trump idiots, however they viewed them would then cause the chaos that they set the spark for. And then the rest would just catch flame. Look, It was all done on purpose with, let me just say with a point of more chaos coming out of it. And it didn't work there. The Trump people stood down. The people that made it into that capital 
where all open doors let them in. Were there people banging on shit and windows? Absolutely. They didn't get in. Yeah. There is numerous, numerous, numerous videos that everyone could watch. They literally opened the door for and these people. Nobody invest- broke in. They let yeah. them in. And they're now investigating all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, but that's a fact. That's not even an vote. opinion. I mean, it's honestly, on video. I watched them open the door. Yeah. And those cops all played nice for the most part. I mean, if you think that's well, they, a credit the, the idea a, the, them for it, they the, all played nice. The weirdest thing was why they were doing that. A lot of people said it was either that they were Trumpers. In my eyes, the way I was looking at it was maybe partially some of them were Trumpers because they were taking right. photos, but also a fact of like a lot of people and especially military. You mean the police or the people that went in? The police. Um, and maybe some of them were, but we can't determine that in a court that's hearsay. We cannot determine that now. You can go back to their social media and determine. Yeah. That guy, Harry Dunn, that went and spoke. Can I just get, can I finish what I'm saying? Oh, please go ahead. I'm sorry. I said a military strategy also is that when you are in a situation like that, where you're basically your gates are being busted down to let people in and fall back to make a stronger line with more reinforcements, which is what I think that they were intentionally trying to do, which is why a lot of these people were walking into ropes and stuff like that. They were staying in the rope lines and walking through everything. But nobody also caused chaos inside the Q shaman and all those people that made it into chambers that they have on camera. And the Q shaman goes and sits up. They were stealing shit. They were stealing shit. No, listen, shit got stolen, but they didn't do, listen, they had cops there watching them do it. And there's one cop that openly like is pleading with them. Like, Hey, listen, they were there taking selfies. They were there taking advantage. There was nothing to overthrow. They went and hit all the people. So any real chaos that was going to happen, the people were all hidden and, and ushered they wanted away. to zip band them or zip tie them up. There was no concentrated effort of because they moved them. The people yeah, were just like, acting out of but, anger. I don't think they really intentionally wanted to grab. No, they anybody. were just angry. I agree, a hundred percent. Listen, did you see how Revolver dot News did the whole story on this? We they can't. We can't on? go into all this right now. Man. No, I don't want to. But I just want to say this: Revolver. Anybody research Revolver dot News? They did a whole expose on this, showing that the FBI had provocateurs in this entire thing. And it turned out it was the same group of FBI agents that provocateur the Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan kidnapping situation. This FBI does this, it's a very common thing. It's been written about before. They put provocateurs in and they keep pushing and pushing and pushing the people into committing crimes until then they got them. And they make arrests that way when in fact they were part of the criminal enterprise they actually push some of these dummies or yahoos or whatever you want to call them into committing crimes that they otherwise wouldn't have done but if it's peer pressure and prodding and they they infiltrated the proud boys they infiltrated every group they listen feds have infiltrated every group of everything on both sides of the fence there are feds that have infiltrated antifa there are feds that have infiltrated blm and there are feds that have infiltrated Black Lives Matter, three percenters, Oath Keepers, whatever. They did it with um, the Black me, Proud Panther Boys. Party back in the day. They did it with the Black Panther Party. So it's their job to do that. They get into every group, to, and it's to gather intelligence. So it's a, it's, a, it's a way to gather facts to use against these groups criminally, but also to maybe implode them from the inside as well. And that's for every group. That's why these groups are so cautious about letting people in. They know this. It's not like they're not hip to this. So they don't want to let people in willy nilly. They need to vet these people because they don't want to accidentally let someone in that's there to subterfuge them. And that's a problem. That's a problem in many ways with many things, you know, unfortunately, 
It's a dirty trick, but it works kind of like a false flag. Germany was one of the first false flags, the Reichstag. They burned their own building down to blame somebody else for it. And it worked. You know, it's like when a woman hits herself in the face or causes herself damage or whatever we've heard, it, it can happen and then calls the police and says, this guy hit me. Well, you, you made it up, but you have damage to show it. And now it looks like whatever. So there's a lot of nefarious ways people do nefarious stuff. You know, I always tell people, why, don't give anyone a pass, man. Right now, someone's killing some little kid. That's an evil person. So we know it exists. Someone right now is molesting some little girl. That's an evil person. So we know it exists. Bad does exist. Don't think you can put a cap on it. There's so many people on this planet, right? And there's so many bad people. And if you believe in God at all, and a lot of people don't, if you believe in God, there's good and there's evil. People that don't believe in God tend not to believe this. There is a, a, a God and a Satan. There's a, there's a light and a dark. That's why they're all personified this way. The good angel on your shoulder, the devil on your shoulder. That's why these things exist because there is a good and a bad. But you got to tend to believe in God to believe that theory. And if you do, then you believe that evil exists. And, and, and I, I do. I do believe it exists. And, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was evil. Ted Bundy was evil. Um, you know, Mao Zedong was evil. Karl Marx, the ability to kill millions and millions of people with no regard is evil. It's not just a bad guy, you know, to pull that off, to starve people to death. These are people. But again, going back to Germany, if one person is, is, is a tragedy, kill a thousand, 10,000 people, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a statistic. Let that sink in here. One person, it warms your heart. How terrible. We watch this one person die and they can show you pictures and, and all the memories of that person. 10,000 people die. You don't know who any of them are. It's a fucking just a number at that point. 10,000. You got to save it for another episode we're three hours in recording already we are three hours recording this episode is like an really hour fast. and a half almost and then the other one God was bless. an hour and 40 minutes and i, I gotta go like doing it i know um, so i like having can, you on why don't you do more we can do more as, as you're open we're gonna sign off you can close the show my name is they call me mr josh w i had a podcast at one time i'm gonna get it <laughs> back up i'd like to be on this show more with out of the blank podcast with Robbie Robertson, the son of the ex drummer of Kiss's side road band in Brussels. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Your dad was Peter Chris or something. Was, 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 you no, know, uh, look up rock bottom on YouTube. You'll be able to find rock it. bottom. Yeah, right. You know.